0: Hi friends, before we get started, a quick request Apple did a little update recently which means that you may no longer be following High Performance Health There is an easy fix to make sure you're not missing out If you very quickly go to the High Performance Health show page on Apple Podcasts and hit follow in the top right corner Once you hit the follow button it will make sure you don't miss out and continue to get notified each time we release an episode to upgrade your health for high performance And if you haven't already, while you're there leave us a review I read all of the reviews and I'm super grateful you're here
1: You should protect your mitochondria from damage at all costs, because in the end, your mitochondria are what keeps you alive.
0: You're listening to the High Performance Health Podcast, helping you optimize your health, performance, and longevity. My name is Angela Foster, and I'm a former corporate lawyer turned high performance health coach. Each week, I bring you cutting edge biohacks, inspiring insights, and high performance habits to unlock optimal health, performance, and longevity. So excited that you've chosen to join me today. Now let's dive in. Hi, friends. In today's bite sized episode, I am sharing a clip from my interview with Dr. Stephen Gundry. And in this clip, we're talking about mitochondrial uncoupling. And this is a very cool thing because essentially what it's doing is turning yourself from a Toyota Prius, which is maybe not burning calories that quickly, into a Ferrari. So if you have been trying to lose weight at the early part of this year and not succeeding, you're definitely going to want to listen to this bite-sized clip. But not only will you be turbocharging your metabolism by doing this, you're also really supporting your energy, your vitality, and the health of your mitochondria. So have a listen to this clip. And if you want to listen to the full episode, it is Episode 216.
1: Our mitochondria make energy, ATP, by basically combining oxygen that we breathe and protons uh, from the food we eat, uh, coupling that oxygen and a proton together and creating adenosine triphosphate. And I use the word coupling because that's what happens in the electron transport chain in mitochondria. We couple oxygen with protons and almost like a thermonuclear reaction. And in the end, we make ATP. This coupling is actually very hard work. It's incredibly damaging to mitochondria themselves. And people have heard about this damage. People have heard of reactive oxygen species, free radicals. These are consequences of that thermonuclear reaction of coupling. So it was proposed that there has to be a mechanism for mitochondria to protect themselves from all this damage. And an example I like to use is a pressure cooker. Uh, Pressure cookers are great for pressure cooking food quickly. Uh, They're great for destroying lectins, one of my favorite subjects. Uh, But if that pressure gets too high, the pressure cooker can explode. Uh, My mother exploded one when I was young. So uh, (laughs) it's very exciting. Uh, So pressure cooker has a pop-off valve on the top. And when the pressure gets too high that pop pop off valve hopefully releases the pressure and it turns out that mitochondria have these pressure release valves to pop off excess pressure and they're controlled by literally emergency exits on the lining of our mitochondria and they're controlled by uncoupling proteins and the word Uncoupling, uh, I've spent six months trying to figure out a better way to explain uncoupling. Uh, but everyone thinks lit- about
0: conscious uncoupling.
1: <laughs> uh, this is true. Uh, everybody thinks about my, my friend Gwyneth Paltrow and her mm-hmm. former husband. But what happens is that, uh, we uncouple protons joining with oxygen so that they literally don't make energy. And these protons escape through these trap doors. Now, what's fascinating when you look into uncoupling, and it's been known about for a very long time, at rest, you and me sitting here, 30% of all the food that we eat that goes into our mitochondria for making ATP is uncoupled and is wasted. It's thrown out these trap doors, these side exits, and does not get involved in making energy. Now, at first glance, you say, boy, that's really stupid. You mean I have to eat 30% more calories that I'm going to waste just to make ATP? Well, it turns out that one of the effects of uncoupling is the generation of heat and we're a warm-blooded animal. And so many of us believe that fundamentally, we uncouple a lot of the food we eat to generate heat. And even cold-blooded animals are not cold-blooded. They actually have to maintain the body temperature, but much more ambient. So we think that that's uh, one of the ways that we generate heat. Believe it or not, the best way to keep your mitochondrial healthy is to uncouple them. Uh, there's a there's an interesting little paper that I uh, suggest everybody read. Uh, it was written in the year 2000 by a PhD by the name of Martin Brand, and it's got a simple title: Uncoupling to Survive. And It again, it's the exact 180 degree twist on what you would think. So if you think about it, if you're starving to death, you would want your mitochondria, which make energy to become incredibly efficient. You would want your mitochondria to be a a Toyota Prius where you could get, you know, 70 miles per, per gallon or 70, you know, uh, uh, mille, uh, kilo, kilo, kilometers per gallon uh, and really eke out every last drop out of gasoline. And that makes sense because there's not much to go around. What the observation is, is the exact opposite happens. That your mitochondria actively waste energy. The exact opposite of what you would expect. And so he proposed that If you're starving to death or you're getting a signal that you're starving to death, then you should protect your mitochondria from damage at all costs because in the end, your mitochondria are what keeps you alive. And who cares about your muscles? Who cares about your hair? Who cares about your skin? Protect the mitochondria. So we know now that mitochondria pop off their pressure valve to stop the damage that can occur in making energy. The other thing that's equally important, and I use an example of a dog sled. Let's suppose uh, I've got one dog pulling my dog sled up in the Arctic. Well, the dog can pull the sled. Uh, We're not gonna go very fast, and we're not gonna go very far before the dog gets tired out. What if we took five more dogs and made a 16-dog sled? Well, each dog now has to do a sixth of the work, and we're going to go a lot farther, and we're going to go a lot faster. The only downside is we now have to feed six dogs instead of one dog, so they're going to need more fuel. This is exactly what happens with ketone signaling. We reduce the work of each mitochondria, but because mitochondria have their own DNA, they can divide and make more mitochondria within a cell without the cell dividing. So we can instantly, with the right signal, make six mitochondria instead of one. Now, some cells have thousands of mitochondria, believe it or not, not like the little thing from high school where we saw one mitochondria per cell. So what we now know is rather than becoming a Toyota Prius, our mitochondria with these signals become a Ferrari, which burns a lot of fuel, but is a high performance machine and what he went on to show is, if you look at super old people, late 90s, early 100s, who are thriving, they have the most uncoupled mitochondria of anybody. Hmm. And then you start looking at some of the blue zones, uh and it turns out that the food that these blue zones eat our foods that hopefully we'll talk about are really good at uncoupling mitochondria. And the more you uncouple your mitochondria to a point, uh, the longer you live and the healthier you are.
0: Interesting.
1: Wow. Interesting. And can I give you one more example that our listeners yeah, will love? Right. Okay.
0: Right.
1: And I talk about this in the book. There's a theory of aging. Um, Called the cost of living hypothesis, and it's it's quite a nice theory, and that says the the higher your metabolic rate, uh, the shorter your lifespan, and the slower your metabolic rate in general, the longer your lifespan, and that makes sense. Uh, little small animals have a very fast metabolic rate, and they don't live very long. Big animals like us or elephants have in general a slower metabolic rate and they live much longer. OK, that makes sense, except birds don't follow this pattern. Birds in general. Dogs, are small. Right?
0: small dogs tend to live longer than big dogs.
1: That's correct. Small dogs actually live twice as long as big dog. Uh, it turns out that. A hummingbird has one of the highest metabolic rates ever recorded. Hummingbird's hearts beat at 1,100 beats per minute. A hummingbird in captivity can live 12 years, exactly like, you know, a our, our big dog. Uh, a parrot can live 80 to 100 years. And it's because birds have incredibly uncoupled mitochondria. And as I talk about in the book, It's from the things that birds eat that uncouple their mitochondria, and it's the nectar that has vitamin A retinoic acid that uncouples hummingbird mitochondria.
0: I hope today's episode inspired you on your journey to vibrant health and high performance. Make sure you check out the show notes for a summary of all the important links to everything we talked about. And if you enjoyed this episode, hit the follow button and share it with a friend on social media or leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. Remember, achieving high performance health is about getting 1% better each day. So think about one thing you learned from today's episode and start implementing it today. Share with me what you've learned on social media over at Angela S. Foster. I love hearing from you and connecting with you. Have a beautiful day and always remember you are worthy of your dreams.